Chad. Hey, Karen. How we doing? I'm drinking natural light beer. It's for when you want cheap beer. Yay. I like Natty Light. I actually I recently had... Um, they make a Natty Light pink lemonade. Oh, really? I love it. Oh, that sounds like it's probably pretty good. Oh, my local gas station has a bunch of microbreweries in. Because I went mm-hmm. in to get something basic, and they have this like new freezer installed, and now it's full of microbreweries I haven't seen before. And half of them are really local, and it's like, oh no, now I have to try all of these. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, so I got, uh, today, I got MD2020, who, they make spiked punches, and I got the blackberry flavor. That sounds good. I always like blackberry for, like, Kool-Aid uh, I'm sorry, no, it's raspberry. Punches. The can is black. Oh, no. I like raspberry, so I win. Well, I, is it good? Have you tried it yet? Oh, it's pretty good. Nice. I cut you off there. What were you saying? Um... Uh, nothing super important, but I, I have some fun things I can talk about. Okay. So, uh, there's a guy at work. Um, he, he 3D printed a couple of tiny little alien figures for me, which I ended up never painting. But he comes up to me today. He's like, Chad, I'm trying to uh, trying to reduce the amount of hobbies I have, and I want to sell my resin printer. Would you be interested in buying it? And I was like, I don't know how much those cost. I don't really know anything about them. But maybe. And he's like, well... He he looks up his model. He paid about three hundred fifty bucks for it. He said, oh, I'll, "I'll sell it to you for two hundred. I was like, "I gotta think on that." He's like, "Make it fair. What if I just sold it to you for one hundred fifty? And I was like, "Don't have to think so hard on that. I probably will buy that." But I wanted to tell you about it first. Cameron, do you think I should buy a three D printer? I mean, I think that's kind of neat. I I think that might actually be an interesting uh, outlet for you. Since you like to, you, you like painting the minis, but I feel like you like the variety. Yeah. Instead of like forking over a lot of money for a matching full scale army. I don't know though, because if I keep buying Warhammer stuff, eventually I'll have enough small enough armies to like play the game proper. And there's something appealing about that. Yeah. Like having my little Necrons all like stood together, like like the ten now, soldiers, like it looks cool. Here's another thing: you can also. Uh, print like accessories for your Necrons or like mm-hmm. cool custom bases. The bases thing's a big one because I've definitely found like free STL files where it's like it's like got dirt already or it's cobblestone or it's alien vegetation and it just saves you all the time of like okay what weird shit in, in my backyard do I want to glue to this piece of plastic and call it you know vegetation or even like uh, stuff like terrain like if you want a little marker where it's like here's the supercomputer that you're trying to capture yeah, you know, I think that could be cool. Um, I don't know, like, there's just like neat stuff that I I feel like once I figured out what I wanted to do with it, I could probably like have a lot of fun with it, right? Like, I just don't know what that thing would be. Yeah, but it does sound pretty cool. And I'm wondering, you know, how if I could get like a 3D model of something. Could I convert it into an STL file and print it? Like, you know, as far as like video game models or uh, shit from like VR chat, right? Like, like if I downloaded that cat avatar you have, could I convert that to an STL file? Because I would have the model. And then could I 3D print this little, you know, furry cat guy with a with a neat hoodie? Like, 
I want to say yes, but I'd have to figure out how. And so there's this learning curve to it and a, a sunk cost, or not sunk cost, but you know, a time cost investment to it. Yeah. And there's stuff like that where there's a certain degree of, uh, there's a certain degree of like 3D skills that I don't know the details of 3D printing. I don't know the limitations of this printer. Right. Exactly how to deal with that. Yeah, because I know you don't just feed a file and it sends out a thing. Like there's a lot of settings you can tweak to prevent stuff from like collapsing or being too gelatiny and like falling apart in, you know, as you're trying to work with it. Um, it it is really like a thing. It's not it's not super new person friendly, and so I'm just like, do I want to get into this? But even if I don't right away, like it's not a big printer. I could just keep it in my basement in the box, and then when I eventually wanted it, I guess I could use it. So I don't know. Like 150 bucks isn't that much money, but it is also more than I wanted to spend on a random thing, you know, this month, right? Yeah, but it is kind of neat. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Did you disconnect? No. Did I disconnect? Yeah. Hi. Hi. I could hear you. Huh. That it was really weird. Yeah, I blame Facebook. Yeah, Facebook seems to be getting worse, but it also I don't know that Discord's gotten any better. Fair. I do my uh, vocal lessons with Mark through Discord, and those seem to work pretty well, but I'm using a different setup, so... Well, I think the thing is, uh, it's not about the call quality, it's about the latency. Yeah. Because when we try recording on Discord, I have to do a lot more cleanup, because we talk over each other a lot in oh, the recording. Sure. Not in the actual conversation, because we're hearing stuff different than how it's saving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> technology's fun. I feel like uh, if I got a 3D printer, I'd almost have to start with just like printing little Pokemon figures or something like that, right? Something kind of simple, not a lot of details, well, just to like learn how to use it. It's funny you say that because there's actually a very cute uh, Warhammer 3D printing thing. Uh, this, this was kind of trending the other day, which is really funny that the the comment comes up now that you're looking at a printer. Someone released a bunch of 3D models for, uh, you know, who are the art, the the army guys, like the little, um, the basic human soldiers? Uh. You know, the ones with the green helmets? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know why I'm brain farting on them. Cadians. Cadians. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so somebody made a pug, Cadian. Oh my gosh. He's with a little helmet and derpy eyes. And... It, the 3D model, it doesn't include the skulls. That was someone else's like work for, for that's like, like a commander guy. But yeah. he designed a bunch of these pugs and just released the 3D files. And so the Reddit for a week, it was just people printing their pug armies and painting them. And it was just so cute. And it it's a weird thing because everybody was having a lot of fun painting their models. But then it's also, boy, none of these are store legal. And I bet somebody would flip out if you brought it into the wrong store. Yeah. So it's almost like, where do you take these unless you have a group of friends that are into the modeling and don't care? Right. So it's just, it's that weird thing. Yeah, like, but my, my thing too is just sort of like, okay, like, I have a lot of friends online. Like, it'd be cool to, like, print stuff that they might like to send to them. Uh, the first thing I searched was uh, Utna, because I know Emily really likes Revolutionary Girl Utna, and I think that's a good anime. I was like, what if there's, like, 3D models of that? Because, like, fans of that show 
are hardcore and will make really crazy amounts of fan art. Couldn't find anything, which is kind of a shame. Um, but I, I bet there's like 3D models of those characters somewhere. Just be, just given the nature of the internet and fandoms. And it's like, so could I print like Anthe and Utna and then paint them and then send them off to Emily or just, or just keep them because I like that show too. And that might be fun to own. Um, Searched Bloodborne and found some like really complicated models that are like twenty five bucks to download the STL file. Like you can't just they're not free. Uh, which all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's a there's a couple points of investment there, you know, whether I, I would want to do that or not. Like could I troubleshoot that if it wasn't working? Probably not. I don't know anything yet, so I don't know. I, there, there's something kind of exciting, but there, it's also like super daunting because there's like too many possibilities. Now, also, you could really get into 3D stuff and end up making a VR chat world and then you 3D print the VR chat world so that it's a real world. That'd be kind of cool. No, it'd be lame. So anyways, I was editing last week's show. And the past couple weeks, I've been really frustrated with the sound quality. And it's like I must be recording something wrong because my voice sounds different. And I'm having trouble getting the balance right. And... It, it, last week it was uh it was your voice too and i'm like well, wait a minute so i open a youtube video and it's just my my headphones are dying oh everything is coming in bassy and right now i can only hear you outside at the uh, right side oh that's fucking annoying but, like the balance is off it's <laughs> so i wish i figured this out sooner and i would have just bought a new headset for today I'm going to get a better one before I edit this and make sure it sounds good. But do you want to um, do this episode or I've been having <laughs> it's been like annoying because thanks to you, I'm now a sound snob where I can hear things that I couldn't before. So now that I can recognize the issues, I see them that much sooner. Yeah. Uh, once you go there, you can't really go back either. It kind of uh, it kind of ruins things for you a little yeah. bit. In a way, I, I'm that way with movies, though. Now that I understand filmmaking more, and, and like I've taken classes on film and film critique and studies and stuff, and it's like I've done my own shorts and things. Now, when I watch a video on YouTube, it's like, oh, man, this is terrible. It, not because it's not funny, but because I'm really frustrated that they set up the camera this way. Or why didn't they just edit this slightly different? You could trim this down. That would just time out so much better. Why did they just do it in a way that I never thought about before? Yeah. It's funny, like, the more things you know, the the more you can become unhappy. Like, I, when I read books, uh, because I've written enough of those, and they're like, I understand the story structure. Like, there are times where I'm like, I know exactly what you're doing with this chapter. Like the, the utility of it or the utility of this line or like they'll introduce like, oh, that's going to come up later because that's a Chekhov's gun. And it just like sometimes it's not a big deal. And other times it's like, boy, if I'm like noticing these things, I'm probably not actually that invested in the story. Yeah, that's kind of the trick of it, too. Um, I hate getting into arguments with people over Jurassic World. There's a uh, there are thoughts and some things put into that movie intentionally. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, people want to just write it off because, oh, it's just one of those stupid movies. And it's like, it's not completely devoid of merit, but it's still a stupid movie. Yeah. And people don't seem to understand 
when I explain that because they think that I'm like equating it to the first movie, and it's like no, <laughs> you can't you can't compare a cupcake to a filet mignon steak, and I never made the comparison. Mm-hmm. But cupcakes sometimes they have sprinkles on top, and I like sprinkles. And I feel like the response is usually, this guy likes to put sprinkles on his Jurassic Park. I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, with the movie. Like, because it costs so much money to film and edit a scene and set it up, like, no scene in a movie is done. Uh, like, like some are probably kind of ad-libbed or whatever, but for the most part, like, every scene in a movie was put there for a reason. That doesn't mean the movie is good, but it does mean, like, you know, there is a script and there is forethought ahead of time. Uh, comic books are the same way it costs money to draw a page in a comic book there's a lot of time invested in that and yeah some comic books suck but at the end of the day like every page was created for a specific reason for the story whether it was a good reason or not is obviously up to debate but to say like some of these things aren't really thought out is not true i feel like books almost get away with it more because it's so much easier to edit a book because it's just words on a page. And so you can kind of make up a scene and be like, I'll go back to that later and make this make sense. Like, I'm literally doing that right now with one of my books. Uh, and so when you read a, a story that feels really kind of slapdash, like go like, like through the Harry Potter books, and like the rules don't always make sense and the adults are all dumb. Like, oh, I think she kind of just made this up as she went. And there's, I think, more merit to that statement than looking at like one of the Harry Potter movies and being like I bet they just put the seed in and they made it up as they went which is like no they, they clearly didn't like the actors are acting the lighting's in the right spot the camera's in a specific spot like they're, they're very different mediums uh, Jurassic World's a bad movie there's some but. very yeah there's and it is I feel like when I said yeah I was being dismissive but no it is Um, I think there's a very stark difference between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, where in The Last Jedi, I can defend that as a movie for hours. And I don't even like it. <laughs> but as a film, there's a lot going for it. But you don't like and the last, Rise of Skywalker, the last Jedi? That's the third one, The Last one, right? Jedi the is the one that trilogy? Ryan Johnson made. With oh, the, the second planet. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's a chase movie and everyone keeps failing. Yeah, like there's, the okay, there's some bizarre problems with that movie. I legitimately think it's a good movie, but there is questionable decisions it, were made. As a standalone film, like the structure of the film is good. The there's I don't know, there's a lot going for that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not functional as an act two in a trilogy, and it's not a good Star Wars movie, and it doesn't do anything for the Star Wars franchise. But all those aside, it's a good movie. I get the critique when you're upset that Star Wars is hurt because it's like, okay, I I get where you're coming from with that. But as a movie, like as a film, there are things about it you can defend. And with Rise of Skywalker, it's such a mess where they just vomited ideas and nothing ties together in a way that makes any sense at all. And people like to just say, oh, all the movies were bad. And it's like, they're so different. You can't even bundle them together. The sequel trilogy is such a bizarre grab bag. Yeah. Like, I would rather watch The Last Jedi, but if you ask me if I want to watch Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, nah, I, I don't. <laughs> Dragon Ball I have to entertain myself Wars. by thinking about Star Wars trivia during the movie. Uh, 
I guess like I, I, the, I, the last know, I love Jedi. Too. I think I've said this before. Oh yeah. No, okay. Rise of the Skywalker sort of puts my my spiel a little to shame because I do feel like like things like I don't know what the intent was in a lot of the scenes in that movie. That was a weird well, you movie. Know, I had some I, fun watching watch... it, but man. Yeah, have you seen any of the behind the scenes though? You okay? You all right? Yeah, wrong wrong pipe. Pat your back. That's not fun. Uh, did you see any of the behind the scenes for Rise of Skywalker? Uh, no. There's a scene where I think they're out in the desert, like filming on location, and the prop guy has a table with a bunch of things, and it's like, well, one of these things is going to be the Sith artifact. And Abrams is looking, and it's like, oh, well, here's a, here's a thing, and it, oh, and here's a cube, but it's a mysterious cube. Okay, well, oh, I, I like the dagger, maybe the dagger. And he has this idea where he's trying to explain, like, what if the dagger was a puzzle, like it opened, and like a thing came out, and they used that as a map. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. It's like they're figuring this out on the fucking set. That's crazy. It was not a core plot point. It, uh, Daisy Ridley was confused in interviews. She, compl- <laughs> more than once, she accidentally slips that uh, that she doesn't have parents or they did decide she has parents but it'll be in the movie but no they but it, no she doesn't but it, it's like there's luke's there but no it's not like she keeps going back and forth because she doesn't know they changed the script a couple times it literally yeah, was yeah. made up as they go because the schedule was too aggressive and that sucks i can't imagine like i just don't understand how you have like yeah. one of the biggest franchises in in history and you're like let's just make this up as we go and rush production real hard but the lego sets were cool now what's weird is i feel like that worked for the force awakens um because i was really happy with how that movie turned out yeah and it's like oh maybe they do know what they're doing and then they just didn't i don't know <laughs> it's bizarre I like how oh, I'm trying to I think defend. we've talked about that before, but man. Yeah, I, I just like finally, like, I guess I was wrong. Like, no, movies do kind of get, like, I forget. Yeah, rewrites happen all the time in movies, and they shoot scenes multiple times, pick the best one, and I don't know. I, I don't make movies. I don't know anything about it. It seems hard. So, you know what I watched recently was actually Solo. Oh, that movie's all right. Yeah, you know, they, like, stopped production halfway through to get the main actor acting lessons on set. Really? Yeah, that was actually like publicly announced for some reason. That does sound familiar. Where they said we ha- we have to delay the <laughs> we have to delay the movie because our lead actor playing Han Solo needs acting lessons. It's like what the fuck? Why would you say that out loud? What in the I? <laughs> and then they fired the director towards the end and had hey Ron Howard, will you make it? Will you make it different? Sure, different how? I just whatever. You want it more funny? No, no, it's too funny. Make it less funny. Uh, all right, I'll do that. And they like shoehorned a couple characters in at random. It, it's so, um, it's not. <laughs> I don't think your point is wrong or invalid because they don't literally make it up. But there are looser productions than others. <laughs> well, it's funny because Caddyshack and was kind of made up on way. the spot. But that's a comedy, and everybody was drunk and doing cocaine when they made that movie. Which actually, I think, was the same for the first couple oh. Star Wars movies. Wasn't like Carrie Fisher mostly stoned on set? Um, a little bit, yeah. But yeah. that's not a slight against her. Carrie Fisher's great. Yeah. But also, it kind of reminds me we were watching like the 
the bloopers for like Thundercats and like everybody's on cocaine and they're just like yelling their lines because they don't understand any of it. I think the show is stupid. Yeah. How the hell does anything get made? Like Man, everything's I, fucking cartoonish and dumb. I love dumb cartoons. Uh, last weekend I went to the He-Man convention. Yeah, that's our main topic tonight. You went to He-Man. That's a lot of pressure for a stupid topic, but okay. Well, I believe in you. Um, I had a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, but part of my plan, <laughs> I wanted to subscribe to Netflix and finally catch that new He-Man show and watch the other new He-Man show that just came out this week. Mm-hmm. I was going to I was gonna binge those in the hotel room, like in between convention sessions, right? Uh, by the time I drove up there, I was so not in the mood to watch Netflix. <laughs> It's like you know what I, I don't I don't want to think, I want to just relax, and it was like it was too stimulating to go to the show, so it's like I want to unwind, so I'm gonna watch the original '80s He-Man, that's like written for babies. Uh huh. And man, that show is so stupid. I love it so much, but it's like knowing what the writers had to go through and how hard it was. It's like you can't ignore how blatantly awful the show is. <laughs> uh, the episode I watched, it opens and they're talking about some sort of metal. I can't remember the name of it. They had this like made up metal and it's like, it's the strongest metal in Eternia and nothing can break it. It's so strong. We should make our weapons out of it. Yeah, it's really good metal. And then it's from this other kingdom that's run by a, a sorceress and uh, Skeletor wants the mines, so he brainwashes the sorceress into being her. Ser- or, yeah, she is his servant now because she's brainwashed into thinking Skeletor is a friend. Okay, All and this so He-Man so has to go save her. Yeah, He-Man has to go save her from the curse, and so they're at the metal factory where they make the metal because they don't seem to be mining it necessarily. It's just there's a factory line where metal appears and the bad guy is there and it's like, it's He-Man. I will stop him with my metal arm. And he pushes He-Man into like a a cage that's made out of that metal and he just closes it and He-Man's trapped in there. And his friends are like, oh, no, He-Man. And it cuts to commercial break. Comes back and that bad guy with the metal arm is talking to Skeletor in Skeletor's castle. And he's like, Skeletor, I have good news. I've captured He-Man. Excellent. Tell me how. I pushed him in a box. Excellent. And he uses a magic crystal ball to see that He-Man is trapped in the box. And he goes, excellent. I'm proud and happy. And he closes. He like minimizes the, the crystal ball and stops watching for no reason. And then it cuts back to where He-Man is in the box. And they're like, oh, He-Man, uh, he can't break the strongest metal ever. It's the strongest thing in Eternia. And then he just, like, flexes his arms and breaks the box. Oh, no. <laughs> I should have known He-Man is the strongest thing in Eternia. And He-Man's like, that's right. Now let's go stop Skeletor. And it's, um, it feels like it was written by a child. Like, it, there's no flow at all. Well, it sucks because like there's a proper setup with Jeopardy, it, right? <laughs> like you establish a thing, yeah. He gets gets captured. There's stakes. There's bad guys, and then it's just like, and then he just breaks free, and all of a sudden you're like, narrative momentum is gone. 
and you know it would be really easy is uh you have any of the characters say um we have to get he-man out of there and it turns into a stealth mission where they creep up on a guard and steal his keys yeah and leave with the keys like you don't even have to overthink it <laughs> uh i take it they stopped uh, skeletor um yeah actually there's a kind of a great part where um they're like mildly distracted by something because they have to deal with some other thing that skeletor brought with them and it's like oh no how do we stop that thing like i'll do this to stop it and skeletor's just like standing next to his henchmen and they're just like standing there next to everybody (laughs) like awkwardly and then like skeletor says out loud we can take this time to escape and they just run away like into the woods. It's not even like into an escape helicopter or something. What it's like draw this? they just walk away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyways, that's why that's why I love He Man. That's why I went to the He Man convention. Is I love this stuff. I love He Man and the Last Jedi. Those are my tastes. That's my taste the spectrum. Oh, um, the show was a lot of fun. They had so many toys. That's really all it was, is a toy convention. Um, the new Mega Bloks sets are cool. That's oh, yeah? a sentence I like to say out loud. Mega yeah. Bloks are okay. I was going to bring up reference photos, and I didn't. And then the costume contest was so much fun. Um, but, 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 um, there, there was separate age groups, right? And the little kids are just so cute. What is it called? Mega Constructs. There we go. I hate this website. But the little kids that were into it, they were just so adorable. There was a... <laughs> um, two... Not Two-Face. Who's the bad guy with two heads? Uh, I don't know much about He-Man, so I don't know. You don't know? Okay. A too Bad. That's his name. Oh, I probably could have guessed that. There were these twins. I want to say they're like... Yeah, I want to say they were like six, but they dressed as too bad by like doing that Siamese twin thing, like tying each other together sure. in the cosplay. So they actually had two heads and it was just adorable. And their whole like they, they won. They had like a, a giant novelty check that was as big as they were. Um, And this little boy was just like he man and the guy with the microphone like stuck in his face without warning and said, oh, you got to say the thing. And things like, oh, that poor little kid, like the I can't imagine the stage fright of just having some guy stick a mic in your face. And without skipping a beat, he held the sword up just right and said, by the power of Grey Skull. And then he brought the sword down and grabbed the blade just right, like He Man does, and said, I have the power. And like he got the pose down, and the crowd went crazy. There's like a standing ovation nice. for this little kid that did this great delivery. Um the adults, too, were, were talented. There was one guy where he got his costume to look like the terrible plastic. And he, he walks up on stage and I was like, oh, wow, that looks really good. But then he stood in the pose of those action figures. Oh, yeah. And people started clapping like he got his hand like one hand's in the fist and he's holding a mace and the other one's open. And like his his legs are separated in this awkward way that only he man dolls are. And people are like clapping, like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, yeah, man at arms, he's there. 
but that then is super he, fucking clever. He starts turning his waist and he pulled back like he's spring activated and like swung the mace nice. while keeping his whole upper body rigid. And that was a standing ovation. He got first prize. No, I, and it's I, like, I oh, I, I can't believe I didn't that. get that on film. Oh, yeah. It was a <laughs> it was a good effect. He looks just right. That's awesome. Um, But just I, I love going to these smaller conventions, you know, where everybody's sounds, there for the same reason. They sound more manageable than the bigger ones. Uh, Yeah. Less likely you're going to get like the convention plague. Or just run into fucking weirdos. That's kind of my problem. I I mean, I had a lot of good times at Comic-Con. But one of the things that was not fun was you're in the line to see one thing, right? Like mm-hmm. you're there for the Aqua Teen Hunger Force panel. But you have to share that line with people that are only there for the Twilight panel that's afterwards. And because there's so many Twilight fans, they fill up the thing... Because they want to hold seats. Sure. And so nobody gets into the Aqua Teen Hunger Force panel. And then the Aqua Teen Hunger Force people there are talking to all these Twilight fans that don't know what Aqua Teen Hunger Force is. That's weird that, like, they can do that. Like, that it's, what, first come, first serve? And that you can just, like, show up two hours early and just be like, this is my seat today. I thought you had to buy tickets to that. Or, or I mean, in some cases, like, 24 hours early. Oh, wow. I guess that makes um, sense, though, because there's actually a lot led... of people. At yeah, it, that actually led to a death. There was a line that um, somebody thought it was the line for Twilight and that it was moving without them. So she had a panic attack and ran into the street to try and cut in line and a car hit her because she didn't look where she was running. Jeez. And she died outside the convention center. Like, that's how that's how stressed out and weird it was getting. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good time. Um. Yeah, so it's those moments that I cannot find any of these previews. Wow. It's those moments that kind of took the fun away. (laughs) Not to take away from the positives, but the negatives grew every year. Sure. So going to this uh, PowerCon, it's like, oh, wow, it's just nice things that I'm interested in. And all the people here are also interested in it, which means we're all friends. Yeah. And obviously the lines are going to be smaller, which is nice. You have like a chance of actually maybe buying some of the things yeah. you're there for and not just like, oh, we are having a raffle. Uh, get in line to get raffle tickets so you can get one of the hundred, you know, unique Lego minifigures of the Joker. Uh, like to me, if I'm going to a comic convention, that's a, that's a vacation, right? I have to jump states. I have to get tickets. And so the idea of like going on vacation only to be stressed off or pissed off and stressed out is not appealing to me. So I it just doesn't yeah, it, it it's never not a has vacation. seemed worth it. Did you get any cool toys? I actually did get Panthor. From the Thundercats or is that a He-Man figure? Do you like Panthor? That's a He-Man. I don't know which one that is. Panthor is the Panther. Oh, the purple, the purple Panther. Like he's just literally a cat. Yeah. Yeah, it's just literally a cat. Panthor's pretty cool. That's Skeletor's horse. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's just it's funny to phrase it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you know what? They're actually they're going to make a Mega Bloks Panthor and Skeletor set. Oh, that's cool. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. 
Yeah. But yeah, it was a fun show. I am still looking forward to watching the Netflix shows. But I think I'm going to wait until, I guess, season one didn't finish. They did the first half. And I'm getting really tired of that. So I'm just going to wait until season one's out. I guess in December. I don't know. Sure. And then I'll give it a try. Oh. I wish I knew more about I was thinking about another thing with He-Man. Well, yeah. And actually, when I first had the idea, I thought we should do a He-Man show. But it's like, I feel like most of the time, what I do is I'll think of a subject I like, and then I'll explain it to you. And you go, oh, yeah. And say, no, no, no. I want to make sure we're having an interesting conversation. And I don't know that there's a lot of He-Man that you'd care about. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really you know, watch it when I was growing up. And so I don't really have a connection to it. I didn't either. I got into He-Man four years ago. Really? What what prompted that? There was a documentary series on Netflix. Excuse me. And really, I like toys. I like learning the history of toys and weird stories about toy design. I like uh, collections of toys. I like seeing collectors. I like seeing the things that people get excited about, even if I don't. I think a couple weeks ago we talked about troll dolls and how creepy troll fans are. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of like that where, oh, the people that like He-Man, it's like, well, they like buff guys. That's not that deep. But this documentary was very interesting. There's a depth there. Even though it's made for little kids, it's interesting that it caught on in a way because it's just sort of like lightning striking. Sure. And there's stuff about it where it's like, oh, that reminds me of what I like about Warcraft. Where just like, none of this is practical. None of it makes sense. Like, you can have a character with a ray gun and like an orc with an axe and they fight for no reason, you know. And then they travel to space and they ride horses that fly through space. And okay, whatever. And it's like, oh, wow. So uh, (laughs) World of Warcraft is just a He-Man MMO. when, When did that happen? I didn't realize yeah. Uh, and the more I dug into that, it's like, well, this is really interesting. And then that She-Ra show came out. And it's like, oh, this is really good. And it's like this weird thing where I feel like I could have appreciated He-Man sooner, but I appreciate it more now. That's cool. But I don't know I like, how much depth there is to dig into that. Probably not a lot. At the same time, Eternia is a fantastic name for like a planet. And I think Skeletor is a really yeah. good name for a villain. Like <laughs> some of the characters, there's definitely care you know put into the property. I'm trying to find this box. This guy reviews his toy, but he doesn't show the the lighting feature. Here it is. Okay, so here's a dumb character. Every action figure had a gimmick, okay? Okay. And so there'd be, like, a guy with suction cups, and he can stick to a wall. There'd be an elephant man, and he can shoot water out of his nose. Like, everybody just sort of had a thing. So Scareglow was a villain, kind of like Skeletor, except his bones would glow in the dark. Oh. And I feel like that works as a toy, but how do you make that cool for the show, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so this was a Comic-Con exclusive. No, not exclusive, but it was like a limited run. And I timestamped it. Uh, you can see the special packaging where there's like an LED light inside the box. So when the box is closed, there's like lightning striking. And when you open it, like thunder snaps. Oh, that's cool. There's like a storm and he's spooky. Yeah. It's got this neat like display quality to it where if you had a, a cool toy room, you could definitely just throw that in there. Yeah. And you're, you know, let your friends open the box and they go, oh, wow, that's cool. I feel like the problem with that is like once you so take it out like, of the box, there's stuff like that, you know. What do you do? Like you, you lose the, you lose it, right? Well, yeah. He actually walks through. The box is designed in a way where it's easy to remove. Oh, okay. Um, he slides out the bottom without damaging anything. So if you want to display him, you can without damaging the box. But really, I feel like if you're getting this, you're getting it for the box, right? Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of toys like that, but I think this qualifies. It's pretty cool. No, it's not. It's stupid. But I, I like disagree. It. I I like it. I won't buy it. I don't. But I like the I like the uh, the presentation. <laughs> it's kind of cool how deep like LEDs are so cheap to use now, and like they've gotten so small, and the power requirements have gotten so tiny that you can just like put them like in cardboard boxes apparently, and like use them to light up toys. Like that's fucking wild. Yeah. Where, so one of the vendors there, I wanted to show you this. Uh, are you familiar with the Four Horsemen, the action figure line? Oh, I thought he was going to say of the apocalypse. And the answer is yes. The action figures, no. Are you familiar with the Four Horsemen from X Files? No. Are they well, like the Four question, Horsemen in the apocalypse? It was the Lone Horseman. No. Oh. Um, but Four Horsemen toys, they make the best action figures like like the absolute best like i think if i show you one you'll want to buy it i'll take that uh, but they do fantasy stuff so there's like elves and goblins and dwarves and knights but then like more fantastical like angels and demons and uh like birdmen and all kinds of crazy stuff dragon people really really good sculpts really great job but they just started a sci-fi line and they had the figures there to look at. And I fell in love. Um, oh shit, these are really good sculpts. Yeah, now that first one there, there's like this super warden who's this big slug monster guy with like a big frog head. And he just, he looks angry. Like there's so much personality coming out of that. Um, I actually ordered one of the prison guards who are these like bug people, but it was really hard to choose just one. Oh, these are cool. How big are these? Yeah, they're cool. Seeing them in person though. It's like, yeah, I'm in love. I can't not. What, uh, what's, what's the scale? Uh, I don't know. What's, uh, I want to say they're comparable to like the black series, star Wars guys. I don't know what the actual scale would be. Are they, I guess, bigger or smaller than most Marvel toys? Which Marvel toys? Like uh, the, the, the nice ones? Yeah. The Legends. I want to say they might be slightly shorter than those, but they're similar. Okay. 
but I, I, but the guy I play ping pong with, he loves like toy stuff. Uh, but he typically kind of goes for around that scale. And if these are close to, I could see like maybe picking him up one of these uh, for dioramas or whatever. I think he would really enjoy these because these are these have a lot of personality to them. These are very cool. Does he he's like sci-fi or does he yeah. like uh? Okay. Yeah, he, he's big into sci-fi. He's oh like, man, these vampire dudes are cool. As big into fantasy, I take it these are like pre-orders. Yeah, they kind of do these limited runs where they'll do like a Kickstarter to fund how much they're gonna make. Okay. And there's a little bit after that they sell, but you tend to find a lot of them on reseller markets, not actually like upcharged that much. Okay. It's like a weird cyclical market where collectors will hold it for a while and go well i need more room i'll go ahead and let someone else have this one um here's a cat man yeah i'm looking at like some of, they come with a lot of accessories too and i know like if nothing else he'd be like i could use all of those guns because uh all the cat man's <laughs> neat he's a cute little cat man with a sword I could actually just give you this list and you can look through all of them if you want. But Oh, there is a shop. Yeah, seeing Four Horsemen there was really cool. Um, the shop has all the pre-orders available. Oh, shit, these are 48 bucks. Oh, the, some of these are, are, are 25 Yeah, I think that, that first guy is like 48 that really big one, but he's kind of twice as big. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to think but about it. was kind of cool because uh, the artists that work on these were there. Like, they were the ones handling the pre orders. Oh, nice. Um, hands on. And it's just, yeah, and they were like signing posters and stuff. It was just, I really enjoyed PowerCon. I'm glad I went. I don't know that I have to go every year, but I don't think this is my last PowerCon. Sure. This is something like, if I ever come visit you, I would be down to do something like this just because I think it would be a fun thing to do. Uh, and obviously you get the whole yeah it would be something to do oh wow there's like a lot of different uh, different armies and stuff like this is a big uh, dwarves they've been yeah they've been making these for years it's cool yeah Um, it is about that time though did you have a glad space to share oh yeah I guess so Um, ah okay you know how I've been on this Odyssey to get like this this piece of wall art made at work with the laser? We actually yeah. did a test cut today. Or we started. I didn't stick around because it took like it was gonna take forty minutes and I wanted to leave. Uh but we started it today to, to do the test, and if I like it, then I gotta buy a, the proper size uh piece of acrylic and then we'll we'll cut it for real. And I'm kinda stoked to see how it turned out oh, because right. the initial couple bands crossed, you know, I we I got to see probably half an inch of it. Uh, it's looking like it'll be pretty cool. We played around with the settings a bunch. We 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 would do a bit, then move it up, and then do the same bit. They move it up. You know, we kind of tweak as we went. Uh, I was like at work like an extra hour today, fucking around with this this thing with the uh, the engineer. But I I think I'm actually gonna get it done. And I will hopefully own this thing before the year is out. Uh, because this this goes back like a literal year when we first got that laser. Like this was gonna be a thing we were gonna do. And then it didn't happen, it didn't happen, it didn't happen, and it's like, maybe, finally, this time. Uh, and that's kind of exciting. It is exciting. What about you, Cameron? What you glad about? A video game I've been following for a while just came out. 
Oh yeah, which game? Uh, are you familiar with Webbed? No. Where's the trailer? I'm gonna send you the trailer so we can talk about it. Here it is. You're a little spider, and you make webs to solve puzzles. Oh, have we talked about that? Sounds familiar. Uh, this doesn't look familiar though. Oh, we could have. It's no, been I, going I don't on for years, this. but it's so cute. This looks really Everything's adorable. so charming. Um, but the hands-on, I can't get over how good the controls are. It's so responsive. Like I can do exactly what I want. If I want, it's like in my head, it's like, oh, I'm going to Spider-Man swing over this obstacle and then like shoot a web there to hang from and rearrange my angle and pull this part over and that'll catch the block as it falls. And I'll do this like all really fast. And I was streaming last night with a friend and he's watching and he's like, oh, this game looks really easy um, because it's like I was making it look easy because <laughs> sure. I've been practicing, but it just it feels so good. Like it's easy to it's easy to get a hold of once you practice with it. Got a little um, skateboard. It doesn't demand too much. Yeah, the little skateboard's cute. This is I just cute. did the factory level where you help a, a hive of ants. Yeah. Why does he have a gun? A laser? I don't know. You use that to destroy your own webs if you have to like unwrap something. Oh, okay. So it's kind of just a convenient gameplay contrivance of like, oh, well... This, you know, you can shoot your webs out so fast, you have to take them back real fast, too. Sure. So, yeah, you just shoot lasers for no reason. But but it's it's not a uh, very confrontational game. Like, there's not a lot of enemies. It's mostly exploring and figuring out puzzles. Like, you have to you tie up a gear and find a way to pull it up into the wench system to complete the gear system. And that opens the door, like, stuff like that. It's $10 on Steam, so nice. I recommend it. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, is that it? Uh, I think so. I hope my, I hope all that uh, this goes well together. Like, man, it was kind of a, all the technical difficulties in the beginning. Yeah, a little bumpy, but we'll fix it. After the last couple episodes, we had these like stellar presentations. It's like, ah, let's have a bad show. Been a bit since we had a bad show. We the the listeners deserve a bad show. Yeah, and it has been a bit, hasn't it? You're welcome, listeners. My allergies have been like really rough the last couple days. So even just like like sinuses and dripping and stuff, and I don't sound too congested, but just like my throat feels weird enough where. Even talking is just like a little uncomfortable sometimes. The beer helped. Okay, we were saying how the He-Man names are bad. Uh-huh. No, we said they were good. Look at this guy. No, they're bad. Look at this one. I like them. Purplore. It's a it's kitty. It's a purple panther man. His name is Purplore. Pretty cool. Because it's a pun. Because it sounds like purple. But also it's a cat purring. Love his face it, it's a little I think the sci-fi ones are better now, it also comes with an alternate head you could have a purple orc instead of a cat I like the orc head a lot more yeah maybe purple orc purple orc <laughs> oh this neuroblender.com did, uh, did you put anything in to get anything out I did oh I didn't um didn't send. I sent it to you and then I closed the page. Does it save them? 
You have to like save it and then upload it elsewhere. They won't let you link. No, it saved it. Yeah, put in the word okay. Oh, I sent it to you on Facebook. Let me oh, see it here is. real quick. It looks like bricks. Yeah, it looks like bricks. It turned out kind of interesting looking. I actually like it. Yeah, uh, so for the listeners, it's some kind of like AI neural thing where you, you type in words and it generates a picture. Um, and so like I typed in exploding skull stars and I got like a pretty neat, pretty neat image of like, oh, you does know, it actually figure out what the words are? I think it tries to. Because there's definitely like because yeah they look like star skulls. Yeah, I've been typing in other random stuff. No, Uh, I I thought it was words. Yeah, everybody, you can go to neuralblender.com and just try it out. Type something out and then just tab out for a while. Come back to half an hour later and see what you get. Yeah, it's I've had some fun with it. Uh, Trying to like use like words that you might be associated with like metal covers, like you know aliens and skulls and. Reaper and Spider and, and just like seeing what comes up, but some of it's kind of rough and dumb. Uh, other stuff's kind of cool though. Like, it's something fun to play with. If you want like big high res stuff, you gotta pay money, which sucks. But but it is think, still like, fun to play with. If I was gonna like take this picture, I could be like take this to an artist, make I want this, make this but better, and I like I like it would be a good foundation for uh you know a, a, an actual artist to go off of. Plus, it's just kind of fun, like I said. Yeah, I recommend it. Oh, uh, should we, we head go. out then? Are we okay, done? well, yeah, I think so. Uh, I hope uh, you had a good week, and I hope you guys have a good week coming up. Yeah, everybody. Enjoy your time here on Earth until you die. Until you die. And enjoy, enjoy your time, your time in, in hell. hell. Oh, 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 o